following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. gentlemen jimmy star ron russell hey what's up everybody welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment and we've got a fun interesting show for you guys today before we get started let me say hi to everybody let's start off with you chad since ron's kind of still getting ready what's up chad i feel like singing i wear my sunglasses at night that's right because he's got his on what did he do just walk in from bathing outside by the pool no, he just walks in. Oh, well, he looks like he just came in from bathing outside from the pool because he's all tan <laughs> yeah, and everything. Right. Looking like some Miami Vice show or something going on around here. I know. We're going to be like the new Miami Vice. Everybody <laughs> in the chat room said Ron walked in late because he's combing his hair and they love his hair. Mm. <laughs> they love your hair. You. I can't hear you, Ron, but everything's good down here in South Florida. What's going on, chat room? There you go. Chat room is Phil. What's up? We got Irish Ginger in the chat room. B. Claudia from Germany. Pat, she's in Pat Grant. She runs the uh, at Jimmy and Ron uh, fans Twitter account. Uh, she's in Canada. We've got B. Claudia. We've got Goddess. Yay! What's up, Goddess? Hope you're doing well. Um, Did we pick out a gown yet? No. Oh, I a don't wedding gown? Wedding gown. And White veil because you're a virgin, right? Here's my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi. Chad, I don't see any video what? on my You thing. just gave me a quick introduction and cut me off. You didn't give me right. a chance well, to even say hello to everybody. I no, too. I did not come in from the pool. No, I was not playing with my hair. Hey, I Chad, how come I can't see the video I'm at all? Check, Jimmy, I'm speaking. You are the most rudest human being Shut I've up, ever Jimmy. met in my life. Why the f*** did well, I ever marry you? Well, we can't see anything. Well, you, that's your problem. You're technically shit. Oh. But, you know, you're cutting into my thing. Take two. Oh, I hate that. You know, we have an expression in show business. Don't step on my lines. Uh, excuse he, me. Hold on. I'm checking the, the ITV, and it's working for me. Good. Okay, well, I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't even see a video screen or anything. I, I don't know what's up with that. Refresh. Oh, who cares? Who cares? Refresh How do I fix it, Chad? Refresh, maybe? I don't know. Okay, I don't know if that's going to cut us off, though. Reload, Is it cut refresh, us off? you know what I'm saying? Nah, don't I really off. want to go on a real network, a real television Take me show with you, where Ron. they have lights and cameras and directors and producers and makeup <laughs> and hair. You know, like real world TV? Yeah. I think we got to like do something, though, about this because we got to be able to see when people call in and we're not going to be able to see. We'll be talking all over them. Be like radio. Um, so maybe. how about let's, let's do this real quick. Uh, Chad, let's play a song and let me call you back. Don't play the... Uh, play... Uh, the FM's eyes are suffering, and let me call you back. I guess we could do that. And see if we can at least see you, because I don't see the camera. I don't see anything. This is strange. Stand by. All right.
go, Jimbo. I don't like, I cannot change. All right, everybody. So now, uh, Ron's gonna like talk for a minute, and then we're gonna have our guests come on have in, a in a minute. What is this all about? We're having a nut house today. Yes, we are. This, today is really fucking insane. Day. <laughs> Every crazy son of a bitch is in the showroom all over the place. <laughs> what is going on, folks? Let's pull it together and let's get a show going about my sunglasses. About your sunglasses. So okay. Tell us about your sunglasses. I'm going to tell you about my sunglasses. <laughs> Palm Springs, California, where we live, have a lot of sunglasses. Please. Can I have the floor? Do I have it? Clear? See, he doesn't know because we're not talking. Am I cleared? I need to be cleared. Ron, so uh, Chad, send him a message that we're going to call him at 3.15. We need, I, I need to clear this. We, we screwed up on the timing. I think you're good. Uh, okay. I, I really want to go to real TV. Anybody out there know how you can get us on like, yeah, I do. a major our network? Hashtag. We have to trend our hashtag. I'm working on it. Oh, my God. All right, go. Tell us about your glasses. I'm wearing sunglasses, okay? And in Palm Springs, we have a lot of snobby queens here, and they all wear $1,000 designer sunglasses. So one bitch at a little thing we went to said to me, Oh, why are you wearing those sunglasses on the side? It says State Farm. State Farm Insurance. Well, I turned to him and a few people listening, and I said, Listen, baby. Gay Pride Parade in New York was sponsored by State Farm. They gave these glasses out. The least I could do is to advertise State Farm Insurance for supporting the GLBT community. What the fuck do you do wearing your Versace sunglasses? He's dead. All right? He's dead. So anybody, everybody out there, State Farm supports GL. What the LGBT hell? people, and it's written on the side of my sunglasses, and, and I don't need. And they're in rainbow colors. And I don't need to wear designer sunglasses to show off like I could spend stupid money on a pair of plastic shit that's worth three dollars and spend a thousand dollars. So I'm not a moron like most of them. I think it's so chic and fabulous, you know, like driving a Mercedes is like I'm rich. No, you're not rich. You just drive a Mercedes and you don't eat all week long to pay for the Mercedes. So who are you kidding? <laughs> please, please. The richest people I know. I mean, when I drove Cliff Robertson, the Academy Award winning actor up to the Hilton house. Yes. Conrad Hilton's mansion. He, I, his car broke down that he loaned Cliff Robertson. It was an old Mercedes. Rich people don't look rich. Rich people look poor. It's poor people that try to look rich. So there you go. If you don't like my sunglasses, TUF. Actually, Eileen says everybody's jealous of those glasses because everybody wants them. No, I know that. But, you know, I, I get insulted because people say to me, oh, you're wearing those sunglasses? They're not designer. Get over yourself, designer. My ass, I'm 130 years old. I wore designer Gucci's when I was 20. 30, whatever. You know, you grow up, you pass that stupid nonsense of showing off designer crap wearing designer labels so that people think you're important and rich when you, in fact you're not. I don't know, one, one movie star that I know wears a Gucci bag. They gave them all to their maids. Now the maids walk around with the Gucci bags. <laughs> So there you go, snobby things. We got a lot more people who jumped up into the chat room. Dave from Stars Now, now UK, as his Twitter is in the chat room, and uh, Hannah Clive has joined us in the chat room. And oh, it goes by too fast. Um, I know we already said hi to Goddess, so we want to say and hi to Goddess again. If you're admiring my gorgeous shirt, it's a Jimmy Star, one of Jimmy's. See the label, Jimmy Star. It's one that he designed and one of my favorites because it's got this wonderful flower garden in the middle. And then it's got this fabulous plaid on the shoulders. And I think it's a beautiful shirt. 
$120. But they're on eBay. Yeah, but I, I didn't pay that. I went in the warehouse one day and I said, I like this, I like that, <laughs> I like this, I like that. I took about 20 pair of the Jimmy Star shoes. I took about 40 shirts. I said, you know, I need shirts for the TV show. I cleaned out the warehouse practically. Uh, but I like his designs. They're fun. They said I said they said I should should I have ever thought about designing sunglasses that they think I should design sunglasses. No, I like wearing State Farm because they gave a couple of million dollars to the uh, Gay Pride Parade in New York last week last year. Come on, folks, we need more people like that to support. Everybody us. likes the shirt, though. The shirt's beautiful. I was thinking of sending it to Donald Trump, but it wouldn't fit fit his leg maybe. But oh. that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chad, what's it like in Florida? It's We're going to be 92 today. It's Gorgeous. wet. It's 92. soggy. The uh, the lakes are coming back up. The canals are coming back up. The uh, grass is greener. Um, it's starting to get muggy. But, yeah, it's been basically soggy for the last three days. Uh, new york has had tornadoes and hurricane winds and what? rain. Everybody in New York is screaming and fainting. Really? And they all, you know, they, well, they, they hate me. They say, oh, you got out of town just in time before the snow and the tornadoes and the rain. I said, well, I'm not stupid, you know. I lived in New York most of my life. I know what crappy weather it has. And when you get to be my age, you know, 28, 29, 30, you, you can't take that weather anymore. It just goes through your bones. It hurts you. It makes you pee a lot, too. Hannah Clive says she's been at a beautiful 16th century converted English country barn all afternoon down in the countryside editing a new music video. Hopefully that's yours, Hannah. That sounds fun. Sounds, sounds beautiful. And Goddess wants stuff with skulls. <laughs> well, of course she does. I'm going to make your wedding gown. Jimmy will design your wedding gown. All skulls. you got to like love it. Penises and skulls he'll put on them. Big penises, huge penises, and skulls. Goddess would like that. A penis wedding gown, right? Goddess. Goddess, I love you, my puppy. How come you don't... Eileen says they had a tornado. Of course they did. And and if it wasn't for Eileen's, you know, gigantic bust, she would have been up there with Dorothy. Flying, you know. But, you know, her knockers are so heavy, they held it on the earth. In fact, in fact, about seven people were hanging on her for the dear lives. They knew that the tornado could never lift those cannons. Never, so she was sa- she uh, was safe. And a couple of people, you know, a whole family took shelter under one of her breasts from the rain. <laughs> they cuddled. They did. They hov- hovered and cuddled uh, under her right breast. And when a building came down, it hit her in the breast and the family was saved. Exactly. So Eileen is kind of a superhero. Thanks. So, Eileen. Chad. Yes. I have a question for you. Go ahead. So when we're calling our guest all those times that it kept hanging up, was that because of us or because of him? We were trying to get rid, and he kept calling back. <clears throat> oh, okay. I was never trying to get rid of the guest. But it's I just, wasn't deleting. I wasn't hanging get, up on him. We don't get rid of our guests. It's just that Excuse my the, term. The, this show has sort of a, a rhythm to it that we've agreed on, Jimmy and I. I open with my little stories about what's going on because that's a, an ear catcher. Everybody's a yenta and a gossiper, and everybody likes to hear shit. Mm. So I give show a little bit of jazz you know i give them something to think about and something to be interested in yeah. then if the show is boring with a crappy guest i'm forgiven Ooh. but if the, but our guests are all good we really have only had two crappy guests on in five years which is a wonderful record which two uh, isn't it really i mean <laughs> <laughs> which two <laughs> You know something? If you said a million bucks, Ron, right now, and he your couldn't tell you who they were, I couldn't tell you who they were. I know one was a woman and one was a man. That's about all two I know. Million. Three, two. I, I really don't. You know, if I, I, 
if I love you, it's difficult to remember your name. Like Eileen Shapiro. I love her to pieces. She's like my dearest friend. Sometimes I forget her name, so I call her knockers or, or sandbags. You know, I say, hey, sandbags or hey, knockers or titty girl. What's the lady from Germany's name that we talk to every week and she writes so nice on your Facebook page? I love page? her, B. Oh, you knew B, though. B, that is such a compliment oh, because, that he knew you. Because I love her. <laughs> because I love her. She is the most eloquent, elegant lady from a generation that has gone by. Oh, we have to call her, I guess. Okay, hold on. Real quick, what's the name of the lady who runs our fan club Twitter? I have no idea. Patricia. I, I didn't even know Pat. we had. I didn't even know we had. Yes, one. you did. We talked about it like we talk about it every week. Jimmy, when you get to be my age, I hope, and I'll be dead and buried in ashes. I hope you remember. Jesus, I really felt bad the things I said to Ron. Something happens when you're approaching seventy. So say hi to Pat. She runs. Your Pat, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. <laughs> But what can I tell you? You know, I, I don't know who I am sometimes. <laughs> like one time I was introducing myself and I said to the person, oh, my God, what the fuck is my name? I don't remember my name. That's so, you know, when you lose. She's happy. She lives in Canada and today's one of the first days it's not snowing. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> put, on, put on a bikini and so, go out and lay in the sun. So, Chad, let's call our guest. All right. Um, let's go ahead and call him. Maybe we don't even do the music thing in case we have a problem so we can just do it. Let's just yeah, call him. we never get rid of guests. Don't ever say that. It's not true. <laughs> I'd like to get rid of that, those two bitches that were on, but I couldn't. I think I walked off the set with one of them. They were so mean. I wouldn't even deal with them. That's funny. Yeah. You got to, like, love it all. What are you going to do? Hello, Steve. Are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Steve. Hit the little video button. We'll be ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Yay! And maybe turn the camera sideways. To get Can you a widescreen sideways. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Wow, Perfect. that's perfect. Now you could be in the movies. Yeah, it looks kind <laughs> yeah, of movie. Yeah, he is in the movies. Yeah. Well, look, you're my, you're my, you're my Facebook friend. Oh, the friend. crowd. Oh, look at that. That's nice. What is that? Dogs. It's a dog. It's oh, a, I thought it was that, that sheepskin. What, what kind of? Oh, two dogs. He's got two dogs. What kind of dog is the white? Oh, three dogs. Three dogs. We have two. What kind of dog is the white dog? The white dog is a Bichon. Love it. I a love rescue. A rescue. How did you rescue a Both of our dogs are rescued. I threw in a lifesaver. What do you mean? I went to the pound. <laughs> no, but those dogs are thousands of dollars. Who who gives them away? They usually sell them. They uh, this one ran away and was in the street. So oh, okay, so nobody they, knows where it was. Yeah, so nobody knows where it was. We have two uh, rescues also, so we like that. So hold on, let me do an introduction. Did you, so did you fish oh. around to see if you could find the people that lost that dog? It was from the pound. So oh. Oh, they have no it had been there for two weeks. Aww. That's very oh, good. I'm we love it when people I'm rescue happy dogs. You rescued those dogs. Good for you. All right, hold on. Let's do let's do an introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented writer, producer, direct Oh wait, I'm on the wrong one. We've got to start over. <laughs> I'm telling you today, <laughs> It's been a day. Today, Jimmy Jimmy, just go to bed. Go to bed. I, have, I am having a day, let uh -huh. me tell you. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. A producer, director, actor, no, female he's not impersonator, astronaut. He's not any of those. I, I messed it up. That was Stan Zimmerman's last week. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here we go. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show the incredibly talented comedian, playwright, and author, Mr. Steve Bluestein. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you and welcome. <laughs> welcome to my home. Let as, me, as we say in French, I vais. Let I me introduce really. you to everybody. So you know, Ron, since you're friends on Facebook, yes. but this is my cool, outrageous 
Man about and town co-host. And he knows how crazy I am. Mr. Ron I Russell. Write, all that stuff I write is crazy. It's okay, so say hi. I'm not going to say hi. I know him already. Why <laughs> Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. He's in Florida. Steve, welcome. Thanks for letting us in your home. Thank you. Happy you let us see your dogs because you made my... Is my foot showing? I just put my leg up on the foot. <laughs> I don't have shoes on. Fuck everybody. I'm comfortable. But, Hold on. Um, we're not done. We got a chat room full of people, and literally we have almost every... We have Canada, the UK. We have Germany. We have Estonia. We have France. We have Amsterdam, uh, Australia. We got all the countries, so just say hi to everybody wow. in the chat room. Steve. I think he died. Steve. He did. And he's not. Steve. He's frozen in time. We got a Disney. Oh, connection. There you go. Oh, I passed away. Steve's back. <laughs> it looked like the yeah, screen it froze, and it looked like you were like just like laying there Your meditating. Head was laying back, and you weren't moving. <laughs> oh my God, he died. Taking a nap. Well, it, it says poor network connection. I don't know how I can improve. Go it. close to the router, Steve. Close you to the router. Take, you have to get you have close his, to the router. I guess I'll have to go. I'll have to take you to my whole house. Oh, no, cool. okay. listen, when you, when you get close to the router, take down your pants and rub your feet <laughs> against the router. That makes it work better. <laughs> you pervert. He is. <laughs> we right. are. One All of right. many things that you could call him. What a big house. You have a beautiful house. Yeah. What do you see the ceiling? The ceiling. Bel Air. Okay, he's in Bel Air. Oh, that slum? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I live in the slums of Bel Air. <laughs> I know a lot of people that live in that slum of Bel Air. Oh, yeah? yeah Nancy Reagan used to live above me on the ridge. And when, when she died, this place was a nightmare. Oh. That's because she died and rolled down the hill into the street, and that was in your front yard. It's a mess. Her body laid there for days. They didn't know what it was. It started to smell, and they went out, and they said, oh, my God, Nancy Reagan died. Here she is, and they That's took so her away. Bad. But anyway, so, so you're Jewish. I, <laughs> Do you love that? A nice... A nice smooth segue. Yeah, nice, uh, we don't do anything nice smooth. Jew, nice Jewish boy. Nice Jewish boy living in Bel Air. What else is there? I, as I said, I had very dear friends in Bel Air near Jaja Gabor's house. They lived right down from it. And they were from Transylvania. And his name was, he's a famous artist, a wonderful artist. Uh, they were from Canada. He's not going to remember the name. name. Yes, I will. Oh, you I, will? I have his, he did a drawing of me. It's worth a fortune. His wife's name was Viola, and his name was uh, Andre Saz. Andre. Andre yes. Saz. And they were very famous in Bel Air. I went to many parties of theirs. Uh, and Bel Air is very cute. It's nice. Little cottages, you know, cute, like one and a half bedrooms, one bath. <laughs> <laughs> but the toilets are in the yard. Like half the people around the world have no idea that no, Bel Air's where well, all the mansions yeah. are. So no, no, <laughs> Bel, Bel Air. They have the little toilet out in the yard with a path you yeah, walk right. to go to the bathroom. They're cute little bungalows. Mostly. I could listen to you talk all day long. <laughs> and listen to you. You're sounding just like me. I love it. I have oh such my a... God, the accent is to die for. I know. I'm, I sound like a Brooklyn Jew, but what can I tell you? I am. Actually, too, though, you guys have because Steve, Steve does a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about your new book, so don't worry. We'll, we'll get it in there after we get, talk about it. Get the book shit. in. Yeah, we will definitely oh, get it in. We're, we're, we'll get it in. But he actually w uh, opened for Lainey Kazan in concert. Oh, and yeah. And you're friends with Lainey Kazan. Of course I'm so. friends with my Lainey. What are you kidding? So you did comedy, though, right? She sang and you did comedy? What do you think? I so Can you see me? 
No, now we're shooting. Now we now we see your ceiling. You Leave the fucking cam. camera alone. <laughs> I'm not. Now you're upside down, you dizzy bitch. No, it's on your screen. Just reverse your camera. There you go. Hold it. It's the altitude in Bel Air. They get nuts. Yeah. They did it again. Now we we see your television. How interesting is that? (laughs) That's, that's, how do I make this thing turn around? On your screen, tap the reverse. Oh, on your screen, hit the little button. It'll flip it around the other way. I can't believe that you touched it. There you go. Oh, my God. I look like crap. That's okay. Sit on your hands. <laughs> Sit on your hands. He's got to hold the phone. <laughs> he's on the phone? Yeah, he's, uh, a show, he's on his phone. I Why are you on your phone? Because we couldn't get it to work on his computer. So oh, we're working I on got news for you. I never go on the phone. You look ugly on phones. Oh, you, know? <laughs> you look great, Steve. No, people want to, what do you call, face me or Facebook? FaceTime. Oh, that's different, though. FaceTime's different. No, no, I say Ferg you, I don't FaceTime. I look my age. Steve, do you ever FaceTime anybody, Steve? All the time. There you go. And you look fabulous. Don't no, no, listen. No, no, not sit on their face. FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to like love it. So, so okay. So, no, I know I knew you no, would wait, do comedy. First, so, tell me about Lainey Kazan. I love her. She's a very good friend of mine. We Lainey, Lainey is a doll. And she did a reading for us for one of my plays called uh, Rest in Pieces in New York City, and she was amazing, you know, uh, to a standing ovation. And then uh, I toured with her uh, for a couple of cities, and and I've known Lainey forever, but, you know, I I tell Lainey this, and she hates when I say it, but she performed at my college graduation party. Well, she went to Hofstra. She went to Hofstra. She went to Hofstra. I went to Emerson, but she... um, she was uh, performing at a club in Framingham, and when we were at our graduation from college, we all went there. Laney's thir- 13 days older than I am. Oh, I'll, be, really? I'll be 78 in, 13, in, four, in 12 days. Laney was birthday yesterday. was her birthday. Oh. I invited her to the house in Palm Springs. You know, you have to invite her for the weekend and give her a room, otherwise she doesn't come. And I said I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to cook her a lasagna for herself. Just one lasagna, for like a 12-pound lasagna for her. And uh, she'll and come she out. It. Yeah, well, no, she'll come in the winter. She won't come now because she can't deal with heat. She was appearing in Florida, and we went to see her to say hi. Perry Winkler, and, uh, uh, who's an, uh, Perry used to manage her years ago. Anyway, uh, Lainey was fainting, and she's, I'm schwitzing. I'm dying already. With the Put the egg. What's happening? I can't breathe. And they opened the doors, and a bunch of people rushed in for autographs and stuff. And Lainey turned around, and she said, I cannot. This I can't do this. I can't. And she turned around and ran away, went in her dressing room, sat down. She was fanning herself. I said, Lainey, it's not even hot. She said, I'm dying. This fucking Florida. <laughs> I Oh, Florida. I hate Florida. Everybody we hates do. That's, Florida. We moved, from, well, we moved from Florida to New York to Florida. I mean, Florida's, to here. First of all, Florida is too Jewish and it's too hot. You know what I said? When I was in Boca. Boca, that's I said, where I lived. I said the people were so old there that the container store sold caskets. That's <laughs> not nice. I lived, I lived in Boca. I but, like that. But I had a, a good crew of people. Everybody was from Brooklyn. All my Bocarettes. Were all from Brooklyn, and they were all glamour Jews. You know, the nails, the tennis bracelets, <laughs> the Rolex watches, the big hairdos, the gorgeous clothes, the fabulous houses, the beautiful cars, the fabulous parties they threw in Boca. They fed you. They actually fed you food. 
<laughs> which is something they don't do too much in California. Um, so we'll I give love you granola. We'll give you yes. granola. No, give you- I, I love my Boca people. I love my people. Actually, hold on, though. Let's go back to that. So your play, she read for your, did a reading for your play, Rest in Pieces. First of all, you guys, Steve's got a website at stevebluestein.net. So make sure you go to .net and not .com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Steve Bluestein. And I read on your website that your play that you were just talking about, Rest in Pieces, got optioned for Broadway, and that you also did a reading with Olympia Dukakis and I love yeah, her. and Louis Zorich. I love her. Louis Zorich. I, you know, I got to tell you, of all the things I've done, that play is the thing I'm the most proud of. Not as proud as my new book, Memoir of a Nobody, but I'm very proud of that play. We're going to get you the book. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> don't don't start, start with me. With me. Because if don't you start with me. I'll oh, give you the thing. God. I'm I have such a hard time with one of them. Now start, I've got two of don't them. Start. <laughs> if you start with me, I'll put a Kenahara on your book and you shouldn't live oh, t- tomorrow. Oh, stop. Oh, I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, darling, you shouldn't do it already. Now no, listen to me. Listen. Me. Don't Wait, that was all. Let's go. Listen, this is great. Listen, you don't listen. Know what you're gonna open the can of worms. <laughs> now listen to me. I like, I, I like you. I want to hang out with you, and I'm inviting you to my next party. What is that a threat? <laughs> well, we, we we sacrifice a Jew every time they come, and this is your turn. They sacrifice. You know, they sacrificed me. I got sacrificed. He said, "You know, he has a home in Palm Springs." I know is that. Any, you, you, you know. It, the, one of the one of the the talents of a talk show host is learning to listen. You need to learn to listen. <laughs> no, no, we never no, do that. No, this no is way. not a talk show. Never. This is a conversation. <laughs> no, show. it's not a. It's a conversation. It's an argument. See, but if yeah, I don't do what I do, I if I don't do what I do, I'm gonna kill myself. I have a place <laughs> in Palm Springs. And uh, I'm going to be moving there permanently. Oh, cool. Good. We'll have the place fumigated. Now, listen. <laughs> listen to me. And smack you in the fucking living room. Now, listen to me. We, Do I have a choice? No. We have a conversation show. I bring out the insanity in you that, to make our show the number one show that it is in the world. This is the number one show you're on. Four and a half million people are looking at your punum right now. What's a punum? His wang. Oh. Punum is his face. Punum means face. It's face. Who knows jobs? One chin implant. Go ahead. Jewish. What else is new? I mean, come on. I'm the only Jew that never had a nose job. You're not Jewish. I certainly am. Well, you like it. You act like one, but you're I am. My, fa- uh, my father's side. We have a tremendous Jewish history. So hold on. Okay, so let's talk. So so you do a whole bunch of different things. You're having great success right now. You do have a new book. Are you? I went on IMDb to Google you to see, uh, like, back in the day, are you the same guy who made, like, a couple movies and you were also the comedian on The Alan Thicke Show, Michael Douglas, Jim Neighbors, American Bandstand and stuff? So that's you should me. put that in. You should uh, put that in your bio too, because that's very like impressive. You are an American. It's not man. impressive. It's really not. It's it's long time ago. Nobody cares. It's show business. What did you do on Friday? That's all I care about. That's true about that. that I'll give you that too. That they well, care you about look that good, one you too. You look good for eighty. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Michael Cherukian <laughs> in Beverly Hills. Two chairs, no waiting. <laughs> you, you gotta are, like you are, love you it. are definitely coming to us. So you guys party. gotta check it out too. If you go to SteveBluestein.net, he's got like videos of him uh, comedy performances. Uh, he's done stuff with a lot of really really cool people. He's got two books, even though one of them is just brand new. But he has another I've, book. I've called, got three books actually. Oh, 
Oh, I only saw two when I went to your Amazon. Well, the new one hasn't come out yet. It's called Take My Prostate, Please. Okay. <laughs> so he's got a book, you guys, that came out a while ago called 49 and a Half Shades of Blue Stein. Right. Then he's got a brand new book that just came out, which, if you follow at Steve Bluestein on Twitter, and you see it has 17 five-star reviews on Amazon already, and it is called Memoirs, Memoirs of a Nobody. Nobody. There you go. I love it. Okay, Memoirs so tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about the book. Well, uh, you know, it started out that I, I wanted to uh, just document my history in show business because you know I've opened I opened for Donna Summer, I opened for Barry Manilow, I opened for uh, Kenny Loggins, Frankie Valli, uh, uh, Gloria Gaynor, Seals and Crofts. I mean, I I've opened for a lot of people in Vegas, and. I thought, what? Opened for a lot of guys in Palm Springs, too. I don't think so. So, <laughs> don't start with me. I'm don't you right start now. with me. Oh, I love you go. so My much. My mother's buried in Boca. You want to join her? <laughs> so, I love um, My mother's buried my new, in Boca. My, new my best father's friend. in Boston. I'm in California. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so uh, I, I started writing the book because I, I wanted to write it before it became too old to remember what I, the things that <laughs> happened. So I started writing them, and as I was writing them, childhood, childhood memories would come up, and I would write about them, and then I would write about things that were happening at that very moment in my life. Um, and it became a, a series of essays and short stories that string together into a, into a book. And uh, people are telling me that they're laughing hysterically and also crying because there are many sad things about, you know, people who I've lost in my life and, and uh, my dogs that I, I found, you know, that I've, I've lost. And, and it touches people. And it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done, seriously. I, I just am thrilled that it's been received so well and in the first week it was in the bestseller list congratulations well that's because if you write the way you are it's got to be a funny book because you're a really funny guy and i just said to jimmy you're my new best friend and if not my father was an italian jew okay our family history is very jewish but during one of the wars they went catholic so not to be killed and uh -huh. i've before my you know what father i say you know what i say about catholics when a jew goes bad you can always fix them. But when a Catholic goes bad, they go bad in ways that are so crazy. You just put them to sleep because you can't bring them back. No, but my father would never, ever let me be a Catholic. That was my mother's doing and my grandmother. My father never, I was not allowed to go to church. I was never made my communion, confirmation, any of that. My father was so anti that. Uh, and I've told this story before. My father said that um, not to circumcise me. Because if Hitler wins the war, I could be killed. So if you were cut, you didn't die because that means you were not a Jew. So that's what Jewish people were doing. That's why so many people had foreskin transplants. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, too, you are bad. But anyway. That was good. Well, it's very good, good It's and good, bad. but it's a very sensitive subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sense anyway so that's how the nazis knew if you were jewish they'd make you pull your pants down in the street and if you were cut that happens in west hollywood all the time 
No, he doesn't stop. <laughs> this one does. That's good. Uh, neither do you, so it's perfect. I love you. <laughs> you are coming to the next big dinner party. We have all celebrities. We don't invite audience. It's strictly celebrity. No, I, do you know what? Do you know what Ron said to me when we were first talking about doing the show? He says, "You know, we have a lot of big names on the show, and you." Jimmy said that. Not oh, Ron. that was me. I said uh, that. No, Jimmy, no, Jimmy said it, yeah. Jimmy's the old one. I'm the young one. I'm yeah. the one. <laughs> hey, I'm not friends with you on Facebook, so. You. Well, you found, I didn't actually no, say it like that, no, though, he, exactly. He found me on Facebook, and he he's private messaged me and told me who he was. And after a little investigation, I said, Jimmy, I've got somebody I really want to come on the show. I think it's going to be terrific. And you know what? No smoke up your ass, but you're better than terrific. I mean, oh, I could have if I had guests like you every week, I'd want to come to work. I really would. Oh, that's great. Well, you're you can, funny. You're going to invite me back every funny. week. It's not like I'm working now. <laughs> no, but you're funny, and I and you know what? I don't buy things, or, or so send me a free book <laughs> and sign it. I don't have any books here in the house. My agent has to buy them. Well, tell your agent to send me a free one, and we'll put it up, and we'll we'll push it for you weekly. All yeah, right. you, know, too, you have to follow me. If you follow me back on Twitter, I'll follow you on Twitter and follow me back. I'll go and retweet like all your stuff for yeah, you because I have a million and I'll, followers. And I'll, I'll actually read your book because a lot of people come on. They want me to read the book and I don't because who has time to read a book You know, <laughs> in my busy life? But your book, I think I'm going to read because I think I'm going to chuckle on every other page. Well, I think you're right. I think that, you, you know, here's the interesting thing. After I've read the book 159 times, I, I, I'm reading it and I'm going, this, this is not funny. I don't understand what people... And then people write me and they say, I can't stop laughing. I, you know, and it's just that I'm too close to it anymore. So I've lost the objectivity. But um, if somebody will email me your address... I will have my agent send you a book. Yes, Jimmy, Jimmy. I will do it. I don't do the techniques. I just, I'm the star. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, listen, but most comedians came out of Brooklyn. And yeah. most comedians were Jewish out of Brooklyn. Look, I mean, I could name them for hours. Jewish people have a that sense of Wait, let, wait. Jewish people have a <laughs> sense of humor that most don't have. Bob Hope, all those waspy guys had a political sense of humor. But Jewish people deal with what is really painful, and they turn it around and make it funny. Well, That's let me, why. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I have a Russian travel agent, and we were talking one day, and I said to him, you know, my family's from Russia. And he said to me, where? I said, Odessa. And he said to me, then you must have a good sense of humor. And what? I said, why? He said, because Odessans are known for their sense of humor and they have a comedy festival that goes back hundreds of years. And I had no idea. I said to him, do you know what I do for a living? He said, no, what? I said, I'm a comedian and a comedy writer. And he said, well, of course you are. You're from Odessa. So it's a gene thing. It's genes. It's a, you know, I have a theory and I've said this before. I have a theory. There are two kinds of comedians. There's the comedian who's intrinsically funny. And the example I give of that is David Brenner. David Brenner was walking down the street in New York. A manhole blew up in front of him. It went flying into the air. And David looked at it and went, heads. That's 
<laughs> that's so New York. You know, that's another thing. You have to be from New York to be funny. I find <laughs> uh, Midwesterners are not that funny because what well, do they, they talk are. about? They're, no, they talk they're, about cows and and you know. Wait, who are some uh, as a comedian? Since you work with all these like great people, like who are some of the comedians who you think are really funny today? Uh, yeah. I love- I love Howie Mandel. I love Paula Poundstone. I love Kathy Ladman. I love, um, uh, that's it. <laughs> okay. No. I, so, like, you don't like, 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 I like Lewis Black. I don't know why. I mean, he does the same thing over and over again, but I just find him funny. And I like Jim Gaffigan. And, uh, so that's a different generation. I'm a generation behind, uh, yeah, behind them. They came in after me. Right. Well, I don't know any of the young ones, but the old ones I know, and I love them well, all. Well, the young ones are not even worth, 90% of them are not even worth your time to go see them. It's, right. They talk about one thing, and that's their dick, and that's it. And they all sound exactly the same. Absolutely. They all have, they, because they're learning from each other. Absolutely. You know, when we came up, we were learning from people who were in vaudeville and, 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 who did movies and were on early television in the 50s. They had a basis, and we learned from them. The kids, these kids today, what they're learning from are each other. And so they all sound exactly the same. They all talk about the same thing, and they deliver like it should be funny. They look like they should be funny, but they're not. Well, the audiences think they're funny because they don't know from the real thing. Now, when I became a stand-up comic for 46 years in drag, I learned from Paul Lynn, who was a friend of mine. I learned from Sandra Bernhardt, from uh, all these people that had a very weird kind. Wait, is Sandra Bernhardt a drag queen? No, 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 no. But Le- not, neither is Lenny Bruce. But I used to go see Lenny Bruce whenever I could. Lenny Bruce was hysterical in a crazy way. I mean, there was. I mean, what about Bell Bath? I love Bell Bath. What about Getting- Rusty Warren? Okay, getting, you know, boffed in a gondola, Bell Bart's famous thing, or I hate to see my younger son go down. Wait, I mean, things like that were so wonderful back in those days because they were double entendre, they weren't outright vulgar, they were funny in a very, very... Uh, I can't think of it. Like, do, do you watch television at all? What do you think, I sit here knitting? No, you know, a lot of people don't. Like, we have, like, musicians on and all that. That's sarcastic humor. See, that's a New York sarcastic No, there's a, there's a TV show. Uh, I, now I forgot the name of it. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's about the young lady who was married, and she wants to be a comedian, and she won oh, the... Oh, that's a brilliant show. Do you like that? Yeah. That's why I just wanted I to know if you like that. that. I, I do also. that show. And I don't like I'm Dying Up Here, which is a, a show about uh, comedy in the 70s. Because I said to a friend, that show has relevance to what was happening in the 70s, like I have relevance to Swan Lake. It's, there's nothing, there's nothing in that show that I, I, I like. Well, everything has changed. Now, I'm 78 years old in two weeks, okay? Uh, 50 years ago, the world was entirely different than now. I mean, I had audiences in those days that loved you and respected you and, and, and came to see you with great, great enthusiasm. Today, the audiences sort of want to be in your show with you. Right. Exactly. You know, they want they Everybody ad- thinks they're a comedian. My cleaning woman can do 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. Everything. The audiences today get angry because they look at you up there and they say, oh, I could do that. Who the I frig is he? That. 
Who is who does he think he is? He's not even funny. I could do better. And they can't. There's something about people today on Facebook where I met you, okay? Now go with me. You write you just won the lottery, fifty million dollars, and you had a facelift and you look twenty. One like. Now, say you were in an auto accident and your face was scarred to pieces, you lost an arm and your dick fell off, you get a thousand likes. So why is it Facebook, they only like the negative? They, they will not. Jimmy just won the best publicist of the year, okay, the, in the country, the best publicist, and he got four likes on my page, four friggin' likes. And I, when my dog died, I got like 600. <laughs> that, well, I mean, tell me about those Facebook jerks. Well, I, you know... We all have a different experience. I put, uh, you know who you know who uh, uh, Peter Foley is, the comedian out of Florida. I think I know the name Peter Foley. Well, he he, he it drives him crazy. I, one day, I put a picture of my burnt toast on Facebook, and got like six hundred likes. That's right. And Peter said Peter was he called me and he said I can't believe. You got 600 likes for burnt toast. I said, well, I guess my burnt toast is just funnier than yours. I don't know. No, I mean, it's just so sad that we don't even go by that anymore. We go by our fans, how many fans you have in your fan belt, and that's what it is. If it it weren't for the fans, you wouldn't know if you were good or bad. Years ago, you knew if you were good. You knew you had support. Because you heard it instantly. That's the interesting thing about my book. Memoir of a Nobody, available on Amazon.com. That um, you know, when you when I would stand on stage, I would say a joke and I'd get an instant response. So I knew how I was doing. With a book, you put it out there, you don't know for six months or a year right. if anybody's laughing. So it's really interesting. It's also interesting that I never thought that I could write something and have someone laugh at it. I thought that I had to say it to make it funny. And I'm learning that I actually was getting in the way of the comedy, you know, so that people are reading it and they're laughing at stuff that I never, that I thought was a setup. Yeah, well, you see, that comes with training. I write about Liz Lauren. Liz Lauren is a drag queen that my friend Denae Montague King, the owner of DMK Cosmetic Line, he's like a phenomenal guy, and he does drag as well. And he's a beautiful drag queen with the most gorgeous gowns designed by Fedor. So I, every day, write another joke about Liz Lauren. And I know it's funny because I write write funny. funny. Why am I getting an echo? I don't know, that's Chad. Anyway, um, you do know when you write funny didn't you write your own material when you did stand-up? Of course. So then there you go. You were writing and you got the laugh. So you knew what was funny and what wasn't. Well, you know, you're right. But you never, you never really know what's funny until you I think you're hysterical. Stand-up. So I wouldn't, I don't, I'm going I'm to argue with you because I think you're crazy. You are funny. No matter what you say, and I'm sure when I read your book, I'm going to give it a wonderful review as being hilariously funny. Because... Whether you're from New York or not, but you have that New York mentality, that New York uh, wit, that New York timing, which only 
old New Yorkers have, not the young shit that's there from Ohio and from Kansas. They went because they saw sex in the city and they were going to go and wear $1,000 bags and never go to work, you know, like they right. did in Sex in the City. Hang on, I have to interrupt real quick because everybody in the chat, we have people from all over. So is your book available on Amazon everywhere? Like, because there's people in Germany asking about it. Yes, it's it's available and all of, all of it's all over the world. If you, But you have to go to, I, I think it's, Amazon.ga or G whatever. No, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll, they'll be able to figure now, it out. Is your book in different languages? N no. Okay. You guys, it's called Memoirs of a Nobody. and a Memoir. Memoir. Memoir I'm sorry. Memoir of a Nobody. And uh, the author is Steve Bluestein, who's on the show right now. It's B-L-U-E-S-T-E-I-N, so you can who find it. Who is hysterical, I must tell you. And you know I never mm -hmm. say that about too many people. I know you never say that. I mean, <laughs> Some people think they're funny. Oh, I'm like, dying here. I'm dying from no, the happiness. No, some I am people. I'm so happy. You know, I, I'm just my dogs are licking themselves. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just do that all the time. So you have another book. Just tell us a little bit but about you know, the other book. Wait a minute. Wait. You're full of crap because you know you're funny and you know you, everybody likes to be around you because you're so entertaining. So cut the shit. <laughs> In English, don't play that little demure boy. The little boy, look at me, I'm a little boy. I'm an innocent little boy that wrote a little book that may not be funny. Meanwhile, it's a scream a minute, and he's so full of crap. I want to beat the shit out of him when I see him. So, tell us a little bit about not the one about the, in the movie first. <laughs> tell us the one about the prostate. The, well, uh, just to bring up Paul over the show right now. I had prostate cancer last October, and I had my prostate removed, and uh, I started documenting what was happening with the doctors, you know, and like, for instance, the nurse would call and say, uh, can you come in on the 14th? And I'd say, sure, I come in on the 14th, and three days later, she'd call back and say, he's not here on the 14th, can you come in on the 17th? I said, sure, I can come in on the 17th, and, and a week later, she'd call back and I'd say, He's not here on the 17th. Can you come in on the 24th? And I said to her, come on, you can tell me. He has a second job, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's delivering pizzas for, for, for Domino's. I said, Domino's. He's got, he's, some days he's got to be practicing medicine. <laughs> Why can't I get one of those days? <laughs> what did she say to the bitch? <laughs> she said, well, let me see what I can do. You know, so... I finally, I finally got to see him, you know, and I didn't want to leave. I didn't know when I was going to see him again. Well, you know what you should have done when you met him? You should have started to sing. Oh, I just lost it. See, when you get old, you lose your, your, the button. Yeah. I didn't the button. My, Seems like my, a mighty my other long doctor, time. Listen, my other doctor has, can I swear? Can I swear? Yes. Do whatever you could as take a it. bitch. When I tell you a bitch answering his phone, this this woman was a guard at Auschwitz. I <laughs> so so she makes me I make an appointment for ten thirty in the morning. Now who is more anal than me? I mean I I wrote I put it in my my iPhone ten thirty in the morning. So the night before the appointment, I call I get an email from her confirming my twelve thirty appointment. So I call her back and I said no my appointments at. 10.30. She says, no, it's not. I made it for you at 12.30. I said, no, you made it for me at 10.30. She says, no, you're wrong. And I said to her, how many appointments do you make in a day? She said, at least 50. I said, I make one. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think made a mistake? 
hung up on me. <laughs> he would have done that too. I would have said, uh, I would have given him a he couple of been, yeah, he Oh, I would have said, oh, honey, quit this job. Go back to being a hooker. You were good at right. that. <laughs> so but when I finally got to, the, to see the doctor, he came in and we, we were, you know, he, we had the whole examination and he said, okay, I want to see you in six months. And I said, you want to talk? <laughs> he, said, he said to me, I was waiting for that. I said, what prison program did you get this bitch from? And, and he said, you're right. You're right. She fights with everybody. I said, will she be here in six months? Probably not. Okay, I'll see you in six months. <laughs> no, I've had some nasty nurses in my day taking care of doctor's offices. And you do have to get a little firm, like say to her, listen, Tramp, if you don't give me this appointment, you know, don't go outside. Don't try to start your car. Yeah, take right. a bus. Take a bus. Learn how to walk on your knees because your shins are getting broken on the sidewalk. You know, you got to do a little bit of that. Yeah, you should see him. We go to the doctor, and like he couldn't get in one day at the doctor, uh, and and they wouldn't like see him. And he's standing there talking to the lady, saying, "I don't feel good." All of a sudden, because he's a really good actor, he just passes out and falls down on the floor, <laughs> and then they had to see him. <laughs> well, nice. you know. Any port in a storm, I always say. <laughs> yeah, right. You have to, you have to, you have to be inventive. But um, when I was in the hospital, I said, I said to one doctor, I said, you know, I said more people have touched my dick in the last two days <laughs> than in the entire 1960s decade when I was when I was living in New York. I said, people come in. They, I don't even know who they are. I think the cleaning woman touched it yesterday. <laughs> they lift the sheet and take a peek. They lift the sheet. They take a look. They poke. <laughs> one, guy, one nurse came in, and he said, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, Lee Singh. Uh, we got the we got the uh, we got the lubricate your penis. Oh. So I said, oh, fine. You know, I you know I'm just out of surgery. So he's got my thing in his hand and he's putting uh, KY jelly on it. And I said to him, you know, I usually get movie and a movie and dinner first for this. <laughs> and I've he laughed. Like this guy laughed for 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, just so funny! How yeah. come you're so funny out of out of surgery? Well, I had, you know, when you get a male checkup, they do squeeze it and all that crap. And my doctor, who I really like a lot, I said, well, now that you've done that and you've felt me, I, you know, we should really get married and start a family. Can I have children? <laughs> and it was on and on. But a friend of mine, when I lived in New York, worked in Jamaica, Queens for the hospital. Cary Grant was on the Long Island Expressway, and a truck's wheel blew off, and it went right into the car that Cary Grant was in, and it, wow. smashed, it smashed him in the face. So they took him to the emergency at the Jamaica Hospital, where my friend worked. And he said, this is a story, he tells me that everybody would go in to see Cary Grant, and they'd lift a sheet. I mean, his nose broke, not his dick. But <laughs> well, to do that. And Quay Cary Grant said that one day to somebody. He said, it's amazing how people associate my nose with my penis because they all came in to see that. Wouldn't well, you? You know, I, I, I was right. I wrote the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Please don't. I'm fine. And, um, <laughs> and uh, Milton Berle was. I knew Milton well. Uh, Milton Berle was on the show. And we're sitting around the table. We're doing a table read. Bruce Valanche was one of the other writers. And so Milton Berle, in the middle of the reading, says, uh, excuse me, 
I have to go to the bathroom. And it was like, beat, beat. <laughs> Bruce says, do you want to go in or should I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I lost because it. Milton Berle was supposed to have a huge I know Milton Berle. I was 17 years old. And I used to hang out in a restaurant on 3rd Avenue in New York called the Mayfair or the Mayflower, one of the two. It was a theatrical hangout for all uh, Broadway people and if you wanted to be in show business. And uh, I was good friends with Martha Ray because Martha Ray's brother was gay. And uh, Martha was a wonderful woman. And Milton Berle was very good friends with Martha Ray. Bless you. And uh, Ma and Milton Berle thought I was a, a pretty attractive young man. <clears throat> That's it. So I had encounters with Milton Berle where I had to get <laughs> nasty sometimes. And I called him one time and very Sing ugly. Hang on, though. In the Brady Bunch. old man. The Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Didn't that have Jerry Reichel played Jan Brady on that, right? Right, right. We, we yeah, we know her. Uh, we've been yeah, we've interviewed we, her we a couple like of her. times. She's, a She's lot fun. Of fun. She's fun. fun, yeah. You got to like She's love nice. it. I love it. Also, we should say, because since you were talking about your writing and stuff, besides writing books, I, I wrote little notes down that you uh, you wrote for 13 East for NBC, NBC Totally right. Hidden Video for Fox, and the new Canon camera for Universal. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I got that. That's how I got this house. <laughs> 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 Terrific. Do you know Stan Zimmerman? Uh, I don't. Okay. How come? You should probably know Stan. You'd probably like him because he writes for like a you lot should, of cool shows and stuff like that, too. You should go into L.A. next weekend and see the play he's got up. It's a good play. You'd enjoy it. It's about uh, a Jewish guy marries a Christian girl, and they have twins, and it's a fight about should they circumcise the kids or not. And then the mother-in-law comes into Jewish mother. It's a very funny play. What's it called? It's called, uh, what the hell is it called? Oh, hang on. Uh, they were on a, last knife, a knife to the heart. Yeah, a knife to the heart. Yeah, I and haven't heard of it. Oh, yeah, well, we push it a lot. We saw it. We loved it. I well, you know, I never leave the house. If they could do a production here in my living room, that would be good. Oh, I'll call Stan and ask. I'm sure he I'm will. I'm serious. I, I, I'm like a hermit. I never leave the house. Well, what are you doing, Bel Air? There's nobody up in Bel Air anymore. They're all dead. Well, I bury them. Yeah, I know you did, but really, seriously. You know that you can wait, do... Wait, wait. I don't have one friend in Bel Air anymore. You do now, baby. Yeah, I know, but when you come to Palm Springs, you're going to have to be social. Well, you know, when I go to Palm Springs, so, listen, people people say, so we're going to Palm Springs, what restaurant should we go to? And I go, I, I, McDonald's? I don't know. I don't, I just stay very much to myself. I don't go, I don't go, I, I suppose when I live there permanently that I will, uh, you know, people will invite me. But well, you'll be coming to our house because, as I said, we have always celebrity people, so we're comfortable. Uh, I have a problem Which with people. Which side of sunset do you live on? Sun sunrise, I mean. We, we live on uh, we live on sunrise. Really? <laughs> yeah. We Ever? live right sunrise, I don't know, in something. At the end. At the end of sunrise. I can't say, I don't want to say where we live. Oh, right. yeah, all right. But we live in a very <laughs> beautiful state. Now, can I ask a question? Do the people who are listening and like in the chat room, do they ask questions? Sometimes they Sometimes. do. Right now, they're all just talking about how pretty you are, and a bunch of people have been putting the links up to buy your book in different countries. Right. Oh, and God we, bless we you. We let them do that. We don't interrupt them when they. So do we that. let them all do. That. Say hi to B. She's in Germany. She's like the greatest lady ever. Hi. So say hi. And uh, and my business partner, who's also a great writer, uh, New York Times bestselling author Eileen Shapiro is in the chat room. She's saying, and everybody's talking about how funny you are, and they right. he, they love hearing and, you guys you know banter what? back and I'm forth. Eileen Shapiro will definitely do 
an interview with you that goes into Huffington Post and a bunch of publications. Eileen, you got to quit saying that because she's not doing Huffington Post right now. She's not? No, I was doing the Huffington Post and I went to post something on it and they... They closed the account. Yeah, they 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 closed the contributor platform for everybody. Maybe but she don't. does write for a lot of entertainment anyway, publications, though. Anyway, Eileen, Wait, give her my phone number. No, we we are Eileen. I'll hook you up. Eileen definitely interview this guy. He's she says outra- hi. He's outrageous. You must interview him. You'll be in Get Out magazine in New York, the Game Mag. You know all the publications. Which it's time to get your name out there because you 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 you're bigger than your name, you know, and that's not good. No, that's, you know, that's very true. And, you know, I talk about it in the book in that I, I never, I had a very, I had a non-supportive mother. One, I did stand up for 35 years, never came to a single show, told a friend that I just don't find him funny. And because of that, I never really believed in myself and I didn't push the way I should have in certain areas that's because she wanted you to be a doctor she wanted she wants you know she didn't she was a narcissist and she didn't want anyone who would be bigger than she was more famous than she was and um and i suffered from it you know emotionally my whole life i talk about it in the book don't you think you might be wrong what you could be wrong, you know. Mothers don't do that. Mothers are proud of their ch- sons, especially yes, Jewish most mothers. mothers are. My mother was not. Was she in My, show business? No, she was not. She uh, she hated show business and everything about it. So when she raised a son, what she actually said to a friend, I was married to his father. It was a horrible marriage. We couldn't even produce a normal son. Oh, that's dreadful. <laughs> you know, cancel that shit. Forget it. I, well, I'm, I'm trying. She, yeah, when I wrote the book, when I wrote the book, she she came out to California and in the car from the airport with my friend Elaine sitting in the back seat with her, my mother said, I don't know why you wrote that book. Nobody cares about your life. Well, I would have said to her, how old are you again? I could wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I basically said that to her. Yeah, yeah, well, that's she what was I upset would upset with me because I didn't leave my house to her in my will. And I said, <laughs> to her, I swear to God. And I said to her, well, who do you think's going first? I don't care. I want to be I want that house. She sounds like a winner. I'm sorry, but you're too nice for that. So you hold know on. What? Sometimes kids that come from bad homes are the best people. They're the well, nicest. You know why? Do you know why, Ron? Because I know how it feels to hurt. Right. Horrible sadist, and right. so I go out of my way to be nice to people uh, if they're if they deserve it. Right. You know, there's a couple of people who can drop dead in front of me, and I'd step over the corpse. Me too. But, uh, but I try, uh, and they're like new comics that come into town, and they ask me for help, and I I listen to them, I listen to their act, and I listen to them as a person, and. There's one new kid that just came in that I'm really helping. You know, get I got him into Fred Willard's uh, sketch program. The sketch uh, love Fred Willard, uh, right? And I I got him I got him an agent, and you know because he deserves it. Nobody helped me, and so I and I know what that feels like. So I try to help people when I can. 
They well, want to know in the chat room, because now they're asking questions that you brought that up. So here's one. They want to know, what happens if you're doing stand-up and nobody laughs? Never happens. Well, Never happens. There's something that... It, 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 what happens to me personally... I mean, there has been times when I, I've gone out. Like, one time, at a, I did my very first show outside the comedy store. The very first show was at the Ocatella Lodge. In, and when I went there, it, uh, the, it was the Ocatella Lodge and everything around it was desert. There was nothing there. Um, and I got on stage and I started talking to complete silence. And I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. Silence. Not even a murmur, just silence. Every joke, silence. And I got off stage and I went to my car and I was almost in tears and the manager from the hotel came running after me and he said steve steve i said what he said they're all from romania <laughs> they don't understand english nobody understands english well that's like a my actually language. somebody hang on so because somebody in the chat room in a foreign country just asked that like do you find it different different since different countries see things yeah, funny, find funny things differently well, absolutely the, there's a woman in japan <clears throat> who got my book and wrote me and told me how funny the book was and I said to her, do you mean to tell me that you understood? She said, look, emotions are emotions. And uh, I, she said, whoops, I just dropped the phone. Emotions. <laughs> Earthquake! Uh, and, and, uh, and she said, so I got it. And I laughed. And that was a big eye opener to me. And uh, there's people in Italy who have written me. Uh-oh. Frozen. No, no. No, you're not frozen on our side. We can see you. But get your fingers off the lens. <laughs> we not, Nice manicure. Nice manicure. Oh, damn. I, I don't know what's going on. You had your nails No, no, you're okay. We can see you. Get your hands. Oh, there he goes. He's screwed. Oh, now, now I can see you. You flipped. Okay. Yeah, but, but now oh, we see God, your... Do you we guys see have mirrors? Where you did you get those shirts? My God. Well, they're Jimmy <laughs> Star like shirts. Motorhome. What the hell is that? Are you, this, is, this is Jimmy Star brand. Hang I'm on. Wearing. Hit the button so we can see you because now we're looking at your TV again. I don't know how to do nice this. Nice entertainment system. Read from this one. I got. She's got to get like some kind of book or something on how to work a phone. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Okay. A little thing, a button. Oh. There you go. That's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. What am I going to do with you when you live here and you don't even know where you're going, where you're driving, what you're Th doing? Listen, let me tell you something. I Everybody says to me, the mountains are west. That's the, right. And I, 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 and I say, right, the mountains are north. <laughs> no, <laughs> the mountains. I cannot find my way around that town. No, but getting back to the audiences that don't laugh, I found... When I had a Jewish or Italian audience, basically Brooklyn, New York, New Jersey, mm -hmm. my audiences were wild. The further south I traveled with my show, the audiences got weaker. Then when I got to Florida, which used to be called Miami Beach in those days, mm -hmm. the audiences got wild again. So it's definitely your material. My material was always ethnic. Well, uh, I, the, my, I find my audiences are... Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, the Midwest, also this uh, the mid the the Southeast, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, California, you know the West Coast. I I never, uh, I never worked in New York City. Strangely enough, 
I did plays and stuff. You but I never out. did stand up there. Oh, you missed out. You would like, yeah, I think they would love oh, you. I worked I don't the du- know. I, I worked don't know the upstairs, about that. downstairs. I worked the duplex, the original duplex. At those days, Barbara Stuyvesant was there. Joan Rivers was there. Everybody was at the duplex. I, I, I came up for with- Joan. I wrote for Joan. I, I loved her. You know, I knew her. You know, uh, my most famous joke for Joan was. Okay. Ah, I took Elizabeth Taylor to to McDonald's. She's so fat. She got stuck in the arch. <laughs> That's terrible. Also, there's a lot of people in the chat room saying that they're happy that you know, that you pursued right, your wait, career. Wait. Hang on, pursued your career, even though all the stuff with your mother. And you got to say hi to Goddess because she's freaking out. She hi, loves goddess. you. There you go. <laughs> now, now I'm going to ask you a personal question. You don't have to answer it. You don't ask. Can... Don't ask it. Well, I'm going to ask you: Are you gay? I'm not going to answer. <laughs> we know you are, so you little. Double. And we, you know, we don't like people who are closeted anymore. Jimmy and I are the first married mm-hmm. couple to be known that we're gay and that we're married on television. So we are definitely. When you stood on the television? Yeah, we stood on the television and got married. I was naked. He was doing me, and that's why the show was a hit. But anyway, um, so we 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 really like it when people like you come out and say, "Yeah." I'm There's gay. a lot of people from New York and New Jersey though in the chat room saying that they would love to see you there. So I think yeah. you would probably have. You should a do. You should. You know, I'm going. Audience. I'm going to New York to do Ike. Uh, what's Ike's last name? Avelli. No, I, I. No, God forbid. <laughs> I'm doing Ike Avelli's show at the Duplex. I wish you'd come to New York and you and I together up there banging off of each other would be a hilarious show. I am not banging you. I'm telling you right now. No, not banging me. Banging off of each other. Like I say something, then you come back. When are you doing it? When are you doing it? I think we are. We're going on a tugboat cruise in New York. Still my heart. With a, with a, with a, with a, no, they call it. They call them tugboat cruises. All these rock groups now are renting these little ships, and they're having uh, concerts on the river in New York. And we're go- Jimmy's running one. He's putting it together. Actually, Eileen is. Eileen is. Sorry, Eileen, and because uh, she's in the uh, our chat room. So I, I, I'll get the date, but I think you'd love working that room. It's a fabulous room. And I'll say that. Uh oh. Does that mean somebody's at your door? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> we we have the same thing. We have the same problem, but our dog's like 100, one of them's 120 pounds, so he like dies. Do you need to go well, get your door? No, uh, there's somebody here that'll get okay. it. I okay. I have help. Of course somebody you do. Said, How do you clean a big house like this? I said like this. Maria! <laughs> you know, too, like if you never want to leave your house and you want to do stand-up, there's all kinds of live streaming platforms that you can get on well, and maybe do. You sh- maybe you guys should manage me. No, Jimmy. My does, manager uh, only has me and an apartment building on Sepulveda. <laughs> no, no. I, I, Jimmy does that. Jimmy does the best publicity. If you need to be public, in other words, you need, as I said, you are bigger than your name, and you're bigger than you think you are because no one that's, has. That's for damn sure. No, wait. Let me explain something. Yeah. I have attention deficit. And uh, nobody, I can't hold my thinking. Uh, but Jimmy said, like, well, what did that person say? I said, well, they were boring. They weren't interesting, so I tuned them out. I've done this all my life. I think stand-up comics do that because we mm-hmm. tune the hacklers, you know, in the audiences and stuff. So I listened to you nonstop, and I could have more of you, and I could listen to you for, for hours and have a good time and enjoy myself. And seriously, when you come to Palm Springs... I think you and I are going to be very good friends, or we're going to hate each other's guts. <laughs> you know, I did a show. I did a show at Oscars uh, with with uh, Gypsy, 
Oh, I and love Gypsy's here. You know, she lives in Palm. I live. She, yeah, and Gyp and Roberta Lynn was uh, the and headliner, and I, and it was supposed to be called. It was called Gypsy's Follies. So right. I have to. I have to tell you this story. So one night, it's 120 out in Palm Springs. It was in right. the summer. The air conditioning was off, and they lost the remote for the fans. Oh, so the room was like a walk-in oven. So I did my my 20 minutes, and I come off stage, and I said to Roberta, I said, listen, don't go all over. It's too hot. She's 83 or 84 years old. Don't go over. It's too hot. She says, okay. So she goes out, and she does. She's supposed to do three songs. She does six. At the what? end of the sixth song, she goes, I don't feel good, and keels over. <laughs> so now the paramedics come, and they're, you know they're they're doing the you know the this thing on her chest. Right, right, right. Gypsy comes over to me and he says, "Let's do the finale." I said, "Where?" He said, <laughs> "On the floor, in front, in front of the paramedics." <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, she's not bothered, Gypsy. She's a wild one. Paramedics who are pumping Roberta. Right. And I turned to the audience. I said, "This is the absolute low point of my career. I'm telling you right now." All right. So, two actually, weeks it later, was hilarious. Two weeks later, the the middle singer Vicky, she's out on stage. From this moment on, trips, falls, hits her head on the thing. Oh my God! Jumps up. You for me <laughs> with the blood dripping down her from the side of her face. Well, so they stopped the show. The paramedics come again. And I said to the guy, I said, listen, why don't you just stay here? I said, you're here every week anyways. We'll get you a table. Why go back to the firehouse? You know you're going to end up here. Right. Oh, that I, I, I did benefits. I fa I'm the founder of Have a Heart, which is the AIDS organization. And, mm -hmm. for, and then I worked for Ampar with Elizabeth Taylor. And then I worked with Liz on Elizabeth Taylor Foundation for AIDS Research. So we did a show in Boca. It was at the Boca, big, beautiful nightclub. And Where Tommy. The people are so old that the. No, 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 no. This was no, this no. This was this was a good thirty-five to fifty-five audience. Yeah. And Tom Tommy Femia, who does Judy Garland live, is my good friend, and he was performing. And we had lines, and I had just finished doing my stand-up, and I did a song. And as I left, there were three steps going down to the wing, and my high heel got caught in my hem, and I tripped, and I fell, and I hurt my hip. Now the microphone is still in my hand, and Tommy Femia said, "Jane, get up. We have lines to do." I said, "Fuck you, lines, you stupid cunt. What are you out of your mind? My hip is killing me." And meanwhile, the audience is hearing all of that, and they gave it a standing ovation. <laughs> when Tommy went out there and I went out there, they stood up and they were clapping. They thought it was the funniest thing they had ever heard in well, in their lives. Opening night of Barry Manilow. Listen to this. Opening night of Barry Manilow. It was his Vegas opening, and uh, the entire world was there. The press from everywhere for Barry's opening. So I'm opening the show, and I'm on stage, and I'm, I have a bit about natural childbirth. And in the middle of the bit about natural childbirth, I hear somebody say, Steve, get a doctor. And I go to myself, oh, my God, not a heckler. Not tonight, please. Steve, <laughs> get a doctor. We need a doctor. Oh, God, no. And I look down, and the woman in the front in is labor. 
an epileptic fit. Oh. So I stop the show and I say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is there a doctor in the house? Can we bring up the, the, the house lights? And they bring in the gurney and people are standing up and the gurney comes down the front and they put the woman on the gurney and the gurney goes out and they close the door and the house lights come down and the spotlight comes up. And I go inside my head, I go, holy fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> and so well, I, you looked, beat that? <laughs> I looked at the audience and I said, I don't think it's appropriate to do comedy at this point. Why don't we take a few minute break and we'll wait for Mr. Manilow. I went backstage thinking that I had absolutely blown it and sat in my dressing room crying. And everybody rushed back and said, they loved it, the press... And Mike Douglas flew me out for a for an interview, and and I had big write ups and great reviews. It was it was a very strange night, very strange. Well, because of, my ear. of of what you said, I don't think I should do comedy. Why? Well, that's that was considerate. You know, most comedians wouldn't have said that. They're selfish. You know, right. comedy, I, comedy yeah, is. I, a you selfish. brought like a human element to it. Well, well, that's you know that's my problem. I'm too nice. That's why. You no, know, you weren't nice. You were right. Because well, a, a comic, a stand up comic, has nothing but him. There's no scenery. There's no line. There's nothing. There's nothing at all. When you're out there, you're it. You're the whole number. Mm -hmm. You control. I had 350 people for sit down dinner at the Music and Supper Club in Boca one night. And I went out there and I knew I had to control. So a couple got up and walked out. And as they were leaving, I said, Oh, you have, a, you have to go to the bathroom or whatever. And they got embarrassed. I said, oh, am I embarrassing you? I said, the, the lady, she seems to be limping. You, oh, you have one leg shorter than the other? Oh, that's why you limp? Uh-oh, we lost him. Oh, shit. Hey, Chad. Yeah, it disappeared on me, too. Oh, okay. Hey, everybody, we just lost him. <laughs> Here he comes. He's coming he's back. He's coming back. <laughs> Back. He had he had to go to the bathroom, and right. so you can see it to him now. <laughs> well, I have one anyway. leg that's shorter than the other, and I was no, so insulted, anyway, I it, just it, left. It, it went, <laughs> no, it went on, because they were very rude, because the lady, as she was leaving, said, you have a toilet mouth, a potty mouth. That's what she said, very nastily. And we're leaving because you have a potty mouth. So I really wanted to I say, go part. fuck yourself, you know. But oh, I, that's wouldn't get, I wouldn't get that crude. But another time, I had a heckler in the front was a she had been drinking a lot, and she yeah. was making comments. So I, the first time I ever did it, and the last, I went down into off my stage, down into the table, and I looked at her. I said, you know, I used to be blonde once like you. Matter of fact, my hair looked like you. It was broken and frizzy, but then I dyed it back. <laughs> and I went back up on the stage. Well, she never said another word. She just sat there with her mouth over. She was shocked. But sometimes... Well, I I the very I, the very first job I had out of Los Angeles was at a club called Earthquake Magoons in <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, and the stage was about six feet off the ground, and I got to the mic and suddenly there's a man standing in front of me and his, the stage comes up to his chest and I'm going good evening ladies and gentlemen he's going Psst. good evening I just want to good <laughs> evening I what what do you want and, and it was it was the owner of the club and he t and he whispers at me don't say fuck <laughs> and i go like this i go okay and that? i walk back to the microphone and i say that was the owner of the establishment here 
He doesn't want me to say fuck. Why the fuck would he think that I would say fuck in a fucking club like this? This fucking asshole thinks that I'm going to say fuck in his... Well, the place went berserk. Well, we, were, we were working out at the treehouse out on Long Island. And it was a pretty conservative... Long Island. Oh, yeah, wait, Long. wait. The guy was a pretty conservative or whatever. And I sing Body and Soul. And the lyric is, my heart is sad and lonely. I think of you only. Why, ha why, why don't you call me, buddy? And, so, and I was doing that That's song. a Lenny Kazan song, by the well, way. Well, no, it was Jane Russell's also, and I impersonated Jane Russell. So I've been singing that song so goddamn many times. I was, I don't need to rehearse it, but they wanted me to rehearse it. <laughs> sang this lyric. My twat is hot and foamy. I need a great big hot Italian bologna. And the owner heard that, and they fired us because they thought that's what we are going to do that night. Well, did you ever hear the song, Every, Everybody's Fucking But Me? I love that one. Rusty, something about a rusty box. Yeah. All right. That song was recorded in Sparks, Nevada, by, uh, and I was at the recording. It was Andy Williams' backup singer, and they kept the band late one night. Andy didn't know anything about it, but the musical arranger, the musical conductor, had written the song, and he arranged for the band to stay late and they did it in one take and I was sitting in the audience when it was done that night. Well, that song has been in a lot of gay shows. In fact, Michael Gray used to use that in one of his shows. Michael Gray, the drag queen, not the other Michael Gray. But, you know... Either one. Like, luckily, I was... Either one. <laughs> right, luckily, I was from Brooklyn and Gypsy can contest to this and Daisy D and all the old great drag queens of, of the 1950s. You'd work a club and you made sure you got paid before you went on because okay. the mafia okay. ran all the clubs, you know, the Italian mafia ran all the clubs. And sometimes if you went on and they didn't like you, they didn't pay you. They used to throw you in the alley and smack you around a little. So you had to always beware. I was lucky. Where I came from, Red Hook, was where they originated all the old mafias. They all started. Across the street from where we lived, there was an Italian grocery store, painted windows where they all met. And they knew me as a little kid, and as I grew up, I knew all the, their kids. So I was lucky, and I'd go to work, and I'd say, listen, I'm getting paid now, or I call so-and-so. How the fuck do you know so-and-so? I said, he's my father, which he wasn't. But they'd say... Your father, he's got a faggot for his son? I said, yes. <laughs> now pay me. So that's how you had to get paid. It was rough so, working in Brooklyn. So exactly how long is this show? No, normally as we long as we want you. You no. want to leave? Go. No, I don't no. give a I don't, shit. I don't know. But, you know. Uh, normally, norm, honestly, normally. No, let me answer this question. If you were a bore. You would have been We'd gone. We'd have gone long an hour and a half, 40 minutes You'd ago. You would have been gone ages ago. If, okay. if, a, per, if a person... Normally it's 25 to 30 minutes. But lucky for you, we um, didn't have two guests today, so we're over. Yeah, so we're just, a famous person and me. I actually did. I had I had you a famous person, and I had another really famous person who couldn't figure out Skype, so I was like, you and can't come there, on. We're not going to mention... No, uh, we can't say I who I can't say is. who it is, because it's not he's, nice he's to say that. He's 80 years but. old. He's a television star. And movie he's, star. And movie star. He's been... From the every, 50s and 60s. I mean, you would know him in a minute. He's very famous. But he can't... Yeah, I don't want to But he's like, 80 years old. He couldn't poor, figure he couldn't Skype figure out. out. So you're, we're giving you that time. But you're interesting and funny, and I don't even want you to go. I, when you <laughs> I move can, in, Listen, I have nothing to do. Trust I, me. I, I just sell that. my book. Memoir well, of a Nobody. Eventually. We'll bring it up again. 
When are you moving to Palm Springs? Well, I'm selling my house. I have to wait for this house to sell. It's a lovely house. And if I if I have any interested people, one point eight million, come, it's yours. I'll throw in I'll throw in some furniture. How many square feet? It's twenty four hundred square feet. And you're gonna get one point eight million mazel tov. Next door, the house next door to me is six hundred and fifty square feet. Just sold last week for seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars in four days. It's outrageous. Well, listen to me. You want to get a deal? I'll tell you where to go looking. Get a you know, I, I've already found a house. I'm where? Waiting for Don't this. What part of Palm Springs? Uh, it's in the colony. Oh, we have friends in the colony. Love the colony. Beautiful there. That's, that's the one with the big door, right? With the big door to get in. Marilyn Monroe's house that Joe DiMaggio owned? No, no, no. It's it's a uh, street from Cary Grant's house. No, it's it, the in order to get into the complex, it has these huge gates that look like a Spanish fort. I know where you are. Yeah, yeah. That's really beautiful. That's really not. No, that's not really the movie colony. The old movie. He didn't colony. say the movie colony. He said the colony. Oh, the colony. I heard movie colony. See when you yeah, get older. Yeah, senile. Yes. Well, no, the movie colony, uh, Cary Grant's house is up for sale for three point two million. No, it's not up for sale anymore. Somebody oh, no. bought it for somebody, three point. Somebody bought it for three point two million, and what a gorgeous home! I wanted it. I told Jimmy to buy it for me. Well, you know, when I first got when I first got to Palm Springs, I couldn't find my way around because they I'd say, "How do you get to Costco?" And they'd say, "Well, you go down, you go you go over to Bob Hope, and you go down on Dinah Shore." I said, look, I'm not going down on Dinosaur. That's I don't care joke. how much toilet paper I right. need. Right. Well, you know what they nicknamed Dinosaur? What? Vaginosaurs. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, that's I opened for her. She was a lovely lady. I knew her when she was not with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I was, me too. I was at her home in Palm Springs. She had the most beautiful slipcovers. I'll never forget them. White and blue, big flowers. I loved her slipcovers. Uh, Burt Reynolds was a, a friend of mine because of Lee Winkler, who was the head of Global. Uh, right, right. You know, Lee Winkler. My, I know the my name. dearest and closest and best friend till he died for 40, 50 years. So hang on. Go back. Okay, so. So, because you guys are talking about hecklers and things, and I read someplace online, and I don't know if it was your website or if it was just uh, like when I Googled your name to see what kind of shit comes up about you so I would like find cool and interesting things. What but kind it's, of shit comes up about you? What a quaint way of saying <laughs> it. So I wanted to find out what comes up, and basically it says like you're very funny and you don't want to sit in the front rows of your shows because you pick on everybody in the front row. Right, exactly. <laughs> Well, I think I think you're very rude because you haven't offered Jimmy and I a cocktail or a cup of coffee or anything, and we're here bullshitting for hours. I mean, what's wrong with you? You're not going to offer us something? Listen, I can't cook. I figured that. I can't cook. I, I need a recipe book to make a sandwich. It's not oh. fun. Do you have a lady at the house that, that, that you just scream at her name and she cooks for you too? That's my, awesome. My, my very dear friend in Boca... And she's from the Bronx, the Bronx, and she's a Bronx Jew, and you can't get any wilder than a Bronx yeah. Jew. They are, like, outrageous. She said to everybody, I'm having my kitchen made into a dressing room, makeup room. And I told my husband, I'm going to save you money because it already has a sink for when they wash my hair. Oh, that's funny. You know, Marilyn Michaels has a new book out, and it's called... Uh about oh the battery on my phone is going down that's okay 
Yeah, don't if we lose pl- you, we'll know that you're don't gone. Don't you have a plug-in? <laughs> well, I have... Uh, He's I have near a his router. Phone. So, um, you know, it, the, the plug-in is downstairs. And You're just so equipped today, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, Actually, this is... 100% when, I, when we started, how long have we been talking? Ever. An hour and ten minutes. Well, Stop. Anyway. Really? Listen, yeah. we're not even yentas. We're more like yaknas, super yentas. I mean, right. this... I love you. I don't want you to go away. Stay here. Well, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back. Uh, you Jim, bet your buns are coming back. Jimmy. Yes. Will you make sure you email me your address? Do you have my, my private email? Yeah, I think so, because I think you emailed me saying, I can't right. get this fucking Skype and, to work. And, and Steve, <laughs> Steven, Steve, 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 listen. Why? I'm having a... Oh, I shouldn't do this on the no, air. No, don't do it on the a air. A private message. I'll send him an email. I'm having a big party for a very good friend of mine who's got a wonderful show running all over the country called 50-ish. Happy and, 50-ish. Uh, happy 50-ish. And he, what, and he, what date is the party? What date? It's going to be in June. It, I think of it's June. June 5th. Is that the first Saturday night in June? Uh-huh. I'm going to be. I'm spinning over fruits. All right. I don't want to give my dates, but I'll I'll tell you. We'll talk later. Yeah, we'll talk, talk later. Mess, message. So, it's much better. Is, I I love to take questions from people in the audience. So is are there any? Never, we don't do that. That's something we, we don't want to I only start. bring it up once in a while because yeah, I don't want to do too we, many. We I think you're going to get because uh, B. Claudie's like been p- giving you links all over the place yeah, for people to go we, buy We don't want to start that uh, Q&A thing with the, our guests. As I said, this is not Normally, it. we only have guests on for 25 minutes, so we don't have time but for Steve, it. I love Steve. Steve is my new best friend. If he doesn't want to be my friend, I'm calling everybody in Brooklyn. He's dead. So hold on, oh, let's we'll give him, have him killed. I'd love to be your new best friend. You are my well, new let's best give him friend. A, let's give him another plug. You know plug, what, wait so. a second, let me say something. You know, like they say, what do you do in Palm Springs between yawns? And it's true. <laughs> I mean, I have such nice friends here, but they don't, I like campy people. I was raised my life, I grew up with Frankie Montfort, the fabulous, crazy Okay, basketball. let's go, Cosby. I got All these people were funny, with the dishy queens, the queens that were fast. I love that. I love people like you. I could be with people like you, hundred. There aren't enough people that many people like him. That's no, what but makes you know him you so pull, unique. You know how you pull teeth <laughs> with some people. You sit with them in their living room and you want to die. You say I should be home in bed eating malamars and milk and watching a better right, day. Right, right, right. And there you are pulling teeth and silently you're saying, "Oh, shut the fuck up! I couldn't care less." Another word out of you. I'm yeah, gonna explode. Right. Now, actually, I'm going to send an email to you to introduce you to Eileen mean, Shapiro, mean, too, because she's going to. She said she'll do an interview, and yeah, we'll, we'll oh, promote the book, to. and we'll get it put so out all over the place. so fucking funny you cannot do an interview. But do you have a partner? Uh, Eileen, what's her last name? Shapiro. Shapiro. Irish. Shapiro. Another Irishman. I, yeah. went, I went to high school with, uh, with Eileen Shapiro. Well, this is not the same one. This she's is a different one. So, she's um, from Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. You know, my Let's, uncle... Who I hate, uh, truly hate, uh, opened <laughs> Adventureland 110 in uh, Farmingdale. That was years ago. Yeah, I actually held the the tape as he marked off the circle for the train. I huh. was holding the the. That's my claim to fame. So hold I, I, I spent a lot of time in Long Island, Plainview. Woodbury, Farmingdale, that whole area. Well, I lived in, in Garden City and Setauket for a lot of years. Sea-Caucus. I raised my children there. Huh? Setauket. No, se- not Setauket. Setauket. Oh, Setauket. No, Setauket. E.T. Setauket. There you go. Th- those were the names of the Indians. 
All right, so he squeezes here, me to do something. Real quick, you guys, because we got to go, because I want Eileen to call in for two seconds, and his oh. phone's dying, and I don't well, want to miss. How much time I do we have left? Fifteen minutes. So everybody, listen up. Oh, Follow Steve on Steve. Twitter at Stu, Steve Bluestein, B L U E S T E I N. Uh, his website is www.stevebluestein.net. The new book is called Memoir of a, a Memoir of a Nobody. Get it now on Amazon, around the world, everywhere. We'll definitely have you back, and I'll shoot you an email after the show. And you know All what, right, Steve? Great. It was great Steve, talking with you guys. Listen, Steve. If you come to our house, I'll cook especially for you. I'll just have us and maybe one other person around. All right? Because I really right. like you. I want right. to get to know. I'm not lying everybody out there. We're going to be the best of friends. That's okay. how I met Eileen Shapiro. She came on our show. We fell in love. And now we're the best buddies in the world. Oh, that's great. Like, that's you the are best one way to make friends. funny guy with yes. a great heart. You're a true. And congratulations on the book. And I think the book, is, everybody, if you don't buy this book, you're out of your fucking minds. Because this book is going to be so funny. The guy is hilarious. I mean, thank and I, I don't say that about many people. Trust oh, me. Thank Steve, you. thank you so much. Steve. Thanks for having me on. I really had a great time. And thank, thank you. you for huh. brightening my day because I had a miserable start of my day. I really, I, My hair is a mess. It's so fucking long. I look like Joan Rivers. I'm going to you know? get a haircut tomorrow. I didn't want to get it today. Because I didn't know how I'd look, so I. Didn't. I was. You look bad. I was supposed to get a haircut yesterday, but I'm going to get it tomorrow. This is fascinating. You know, this is a fascinating, fascinating conversation. Yes. All right. So we're so off. This is why we're number one because we're an interesting show. We talk about everything. We talk about it. We talk about everything. Everything. All. Everything's all. All right, right Steve. Thank about. you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye, sweetie. Bye bye. Bye bye. He is fabulous. He is very cool. All right, everybody, so listen up. Let's do some quick commercials. You can hear the Jimmy Star Show on W4C Rye Radio every Wednesday, 12 to 2 Pacific Time, 3 to 5 Eastern Time, uh, with the fabulous Chad Murphy. Well, thank you. You can hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Monster FM Radio in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, Caliber Radio in South Carolina, Society's Basement Radio. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Apple TV Speaker, Prodbean. And on TV, you can see us on Vimeo, YouTube, and Roku. Uh, I think all in real quick. Amazing how Wasn't we... he fun? Well, he's like a New York Jew. Come on, give me a break. My favorite people in the world are New Yorkers. That's why when they say things about New York people, I get upset. We are funny. We are warm. We are friendly. We, we, we have hospitality. You come to our home. We cook. We give. We do. It's, it's a wonderful people, New Yorkers. Everybody's loving it, too. Everybody in the show loves it. Patricia, well, now, Pat, you, now Pat you know what it's like it. when we get together in private. We, our show brings to you what we do in private, and that's why you love it so much, because all of you out there feel today like you were in our kitchen talking with Steve. He's a funny guy. He's a re and open and honest and genuine. I really can't wait to become a good friend of his. I really mean that. I'm really glad that it went well. Oh, we're going to bring him back on. I mean, he was really funny. You got to, like, love it. I don't know if Eileen's even listening anymore. And his book is funny. Oh, I'm sure it's, sure it's going to be very, very funny. Eileen would have to still be in. I don't know if she's still there or not because I told her I didn't know if we were going to be able to get her. Now, there she is. Okay. Move. She, she's, Where is she? she's calling on a group. Okay, there she is. You. That's her. That's her. Hey, you were calling us on a group call from a previous chat, and it doesn't work. We're there she is. So when, you, when I answered, we lost the radio station. Now, are you okay from that <laughs> the tornado and the hurricane? 
You know what happened? I was driving yesterday. My windshield wiper just blew off. It was fabulous. Oh, that's not fabulous. That's, that's not dangerous. fabulous. That's terrible. I told everybody that, you know, your bosoms hold you to the ground, that I wasn't worried that you were going to blow away. Protection. No, no, I was good. I swear to God. You just hung up. Say hi to Chad. Out. Say hi to Chad. Hi, Chad. Chad, I love you. I love you, you Eileen. You should really let me interview you. Thank you for saving all those lives the other day with the tornado. When they, that family that the family that hid under your breast for protection when the building fell on you. Yes, ma'am. And also say hi to everybody in the chat room since you were in there. Say hi to everybody. Hi everybody. Hi, Aaron. I know Hannah left, but hi anyway. B, I love you more than life itself. Patricia, Pat. I totally love you. Um, who else is in there right now? Um, goddess. 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 Oh my Who's, god. Goddess is getting married. Is she really? God, yeah, is he getting married for real? She really is. They're all what? saying you're looking great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I told Eileen, the more pink she puts in her hair, the better she looks. The, wait, the, wait, the Aaron's the blue... Hi, Aaron. Aaron's I don't know if he's there or not. He was here. Who? He was. All right. Um, uh, Dave, everybody. Hi. Yeah. There you go. You look great. Thank you. So do you. And I miss you. Miss you too. Oh, I miss you. When are you and gonna... I talk every day, but I still miss you. Well, when are you going to come out? Um, I'm going to come out as soon as Sam comes out. How's that? We'll come out together. There you go. I mean, you go to England to see him at the drop of a hat. Me? Uh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. He's my honey. I love I, you too, but in a, you know. I, well, I was your honey. You are my honey. Well, <laughs> everybody's saying they love the smile. So, first of all, I have to say something, everybody. Now that we have Eileen on the phone, I want to thank everybody who voted for me for the Nashville Universe Music Awards Publicist of the Year, and I appreciate it. But the only reason I'm Publicist of the Year is because I have a great team. Eileen is and I are partners in World Star PR, and like all the great publicity stuff I do uh, is half in in in. In, in part because she does half of the work and I do half the work. So it was really an award for both of us. We didn't, they didn't nominate her because I don't know why, but like I got nominated, but it was really an award for both of us. So I just want everybody to know that that way 4 million people like yeah, know I, that I didn't do that on my I own. And I want to thank everybody for voting for me for face fabulous, personality perfect, <laughs> body beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> Congratulations. Jimmy's way smarter than I am. That's nice. Like, like I'm totally challenged. He's... <laughs> I'm technically challenged, and Jimmy is so smart. And if it wasn't for Jimmy, we wouldn't have anything. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not that's true. Not so. We're that's equal. Not. But anyway, I wanted everybody to hear it from me with her on the phone, well, on her on the show. That way, right. everybody like nubs it. Everybody say they loved your hair, and uh, uh, you know, in life, you meet certain people that you you really do love, and you really remember them. And Eileen is one of them. I can count on two uh, hands maybe, all the people that I truly love. A lot of them betrayed me, and a lot of them, you know, the more famous I became, the less friendly they became, which is sad. You know who I'm talking about, that bitch from Long Island. You know. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't Ron, I, love you. <laughs> I won't use her name, but we've been friends since she's 16 years old, and I was like 23 or something, and she turned out to be just one piece of work. And ugh, anyway... You know what that's all about when you get japped. You know but, what, though, Ron? You're a really good person. I think and so. I know that you're a really good person <laughs> deep inside and inside, outside, and all around. I'm harmless. I just have a big mouth, but I'm harmless. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> but you always have the best intentions. 
Yeah, I just yeah, said, I, I agree. you know what it is? I shortcut it. Like, why say to somebody, you're not behaving, now come into my house and behave. I say, knock it off, you fuck. You know, so it sounds it sounds crude and tough, but I abbreviate. How did you like our last guest? He was fun, right? Oh, wasn't I he? fucking loved him. I love him more than you do. He's my new best friend. Oh, I'm going to have him. Oh, my God. He's so funny. Yeah, he's what? funny. He's, he's adorable, and he's just so, so like, never she. I don't know what he is, but I, he's my new best friend. And I will have him to the house alone, maybe with one other person. We'll oh, have him come to the house. Eileen comes. No, but I also have somebody I want him to meet. Yeah, so, but I don't, I don't want to meet him like that, but I want to meet him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if he's, if he's, no, I don't mean you. I have a guy. But if you want oh, no, to... <laughs> when he's in Palm, living in Palm Springs, he's definitely going to be a friend of ours. Like, I like you guys. Love it. I thought it was great. Really great. I mean, Please. I like his honesty and his openness and the way he discusses personal matters. I find that very much like who we are, you, me, and Jimmy. Well, Jimmy, not so much. He's a little waspy, snobby about it. <laughs> but, like, don't forget, he was indoctrinated by those wasps. Everybody, a wasp is a white glove Protestant. One Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Whatever the fuck they are. White glove. <laughs> I, I like that white glove. Added right in there, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know. What do I know about these things? <laughs> so I said, tell Ron that we're we're not going on a barge cruise because he like he's telling everybody we're going on a barge cruise. <laughs> no, I said a tugboat. <laughs> no, it's not a. It's not a. It happens to be a ferry boat, not a ferry boat like on Fire Island, but a ferry right. boat. Ferry boat. And we're gonna have listen. We're gonna have the membranes play. We're gonna have. Uh, Mr. Sam Stevens in there, Revolution, American High. We're going to have, like, the best of the best play there, okay? Maybe you should be the host. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll MC it. Yes. I'll do it with I great you. Idea. I, I think it's going to be July 13th. I'm just waiting right. on the break. I have my before. opening already. Millions of dollars were given to Elizabeth Taylor when she sailed down the Nile to go to Rome. <laughs> And here I am on this rat-infested fucking barge that's about to sink in the East <laughs> River and kill us all. I love it. Remember, write that down, Ron, because I know you're going to forget it. And no, I won't forget. Write it I'll, down. I'll with that. that. So you guys, we're going to be, be doing opening. this really cool thing, and maybe July 13th. We're going to let you know, believe me, because we're going to be advertising it all over the place. Tickets and all you guys home. will be able to get tickets to go. Now, Eileen, we're poor, so we have to stay at your house on Long Island. Okay. That's a deal. And we'll, we'll not have it any other way. We can have a pajama party, Ron. I love that. So if I don't wear pajamas, I just wear a t-shirt and nothing else. I just wear panties and nothing else. So Who's it's going to be turn into a sex orgy. I'm so excited. We want Aaron to come. <laughs> not for the Aaron sex can come. <laughs> Sam will be there too. And um, yeah, we can, we will have a blast. It'll be a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. And then. We'll, what was it? Oh, yeah, the ticket. You know, JetBlue flies directly now from Palm Springs to New York City. Perfect. So, as I, soon as we know the date for sure, we'll get tickets. And I think in July, the tickets are probably going to be like maybe 285 a person. You, round trip. Come, you guys should come for Pride, too. We're going to perform out on the street. Sam when, is, when is Pride? When is Pride? That's in June. New York Pride is June 24th. Yeah, we can't come to both. We're having um, Ian Ford, DJ... And everyone's performing at his underground caffeine cafe. So it's going to be really cool. And I could get more sunglasses from the, the insurance you company. Can. I Stay swear, even if you're not there, I'm going to get you some. Yeah, Do get you those sunglasses. We love those. We love them. 
Jimmy like had to go and beg for those. Remember, Jimmy? Yeah, but you know yeah. what? I'm, I'm not kidding. Some stuck-up queen said to me, "Whose glasses are those? State Farm? What is State Farm?" I said, "It's an insurance company." She said, "And, <laughs> and you wear them?" I said, "Honey, they gave millions of dollars to Gay Pride. What's wrong with you?" You know, you stupid exactly. bitch. Go buy, go buy your Versace junkie plastic crap that break for three hundred dollars. <laughs> you moron. Like that makes you something because you have Versace sunglasses on. You're somebody I should give a shit about. No, but I, the thing was, the thing was, there was only one pair left, and Jimmy and I really wanted one. I know. for you because oh. we knew that you would love it. I had three already. I had swiped from the. Counter. No, we got them from someplace. I, yeah, I swipe. I swipe. No, I swipe. I swipe too. I swipe too. <laughs> I walked, over, <laughs> I walked over. I walked over to the guy. To find them. I think that we're gonna try and make some that say the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on. Too much to write. You should. I want one right away. No, we're gonna do this. Everybody wants us to manufacture these cups, my orange cup, and have on it uh, Ron Russell and maybe with Jimmy Star. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do with Ron Russell, and then. On the bottom, maybe with Jimmy Star. Maybe, maybe with Jimmy Star. But uh, anyway, yeah, I can't wait to come back to New York in the summer because I want to go out to that restaurant that we like in the Hamptons. We'll go with you where the hamburgers are like $100 each, but they're wonderful. Oh, and in Wayne Scott, over by the swamp? No, in uh, Sag Harbor. Fag, Fag Harbor. Oh, I know it. I know it. I know it. That's a great. It's very milk. good. I love it. Whatever it's called. Yeah, and great the, milkshakes. And the milkshakes. Oh my God! Nowhere on the planet are there chocolate milkshakes like that. What is the name I of that totally place? I, I totally know it. It's a long restaurant. It's a hamburgeria. You could get it's all kinds. Like eighteen or something. Or, yeah, very I don't expensive, know. but so. Worth I know the, the hamburgers were eighteen bucks. I remember that. But so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to like love it. So let's do some plugs, everybody, since we got Eileen on the on the phone yes. and we only have like four All right, minutes. Let me start with, I keep hearing you talk about this Sam. Who is this Sam person? The love of my life. And oh, really? Tell us, tell, tell, us, tell us about it. Tell us all about Tell us love. about his two singles that are available now and the third one that will be coming out in about 30 days. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. The first one is Don't Cry, and the video just came out, and it's amazing. And the second one is My Kind of Crazy, which is the most fabulous song that has ever been written. And if you listen to it, you're just going to die. It's on all the platforms. Um, all, all, all the you know, down platforms, platforms. On Apple, all of them. Um, Spotify. Google Play, Spotify, everywhere. Google Apple, everything, Roku, everything, everything in the in the world. And then he's coming out with two new ones, and um, one is a real James Bond one called Grand Delusion, and it's going to be magnificent. And the other one he actually co-wrote with a very good friend of mine, Mike Greenley, and who co-wrote it with someone named Paul Gazon. Okay. And um, it's called In Whatever Time We Have. And it's just, he did it live in England. And the whole audience was singing along. And it wasn't like there were like 30 people in the audience. The place was filled, packed. There were punk bands there that were listening to him. Uh, there was um, the gayest DJ in the world, DJ Jason Prince, who's also a singer. He was there. I mean, we had like super, super media. And it, it was crazy. It was just a little bar, but it was like packed. Oh, Hannah Clive was there. Hannah was there with her. Hannah with her. Clive from our chat room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Hannah? Yes. Yes. With Hannah, her. Hannah, banana, banana, Hannah. 
singing along, and he was he was a total rock star. I was like so proud of him. Total rock star. He played guitar and everything. He was amazing. You know, like I, I've seen him in person, but this was like extra, extra special. Now tell me, if you were not in love with Sta Sam, Sam, how Sam. Would, Sam, how would you rate him if you were not in love with him? I even if I hated him, I would have to say that he was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. Probably My Kind of Crazy is one of the best songs I've ever heard. And that's even if I hated him. And okay? when he and when he was up on stage performing, did you throw your bra or panties at it? The stage? No, no because I was doing I was at the side fucking up his music. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise than that, yes I would have. <laughs> and your hotel key. The whole audience was singing along and they were all like taking off this well they weren't taking off their shirts but they were thinking about it i saw it i saw it in their eyes they were absolutely thinking about it <laughs> well, we're talking about a, a song that nobody love. knows so listen up you guys because we got one minute first of all you guys follow eileen on twitter she's at eileen shapiro with the number three after it you can follow ron on twitter he's at ron russell show i'm at dr jimmy star the show is at jimmy star show and Follow our fan account that's run by Pat, and it is at Jimmy underscore Ron underscore fans. And the radio station, you guys, W4CY, follow at W4CY Radio. Chad, you're not on Twitter yet, right? No, sir. Follow Hi. at B, B Claudie at B Claudie 59 She's in the chat room. I don't know who else is. Hannah Clive is at Hannah Clive. Um, Pat <laughs> is at Cody Fans. <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny because I don't even remember people's names. I only know their Twitter handles. But anybody, we want to thank everybody for uh, for uh, tuning in today. Everybody in the chat room because we got to go. It's four fifty. Chad's gonna like cut us off. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks, Eileen. Chad, thank you so much. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. We want to thank our guest Steve Bluestein. We had a great Fabulous show, you guys. Comedian. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. We got myself the known as Alfie, the one and only the Turkish MC. Always have the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, I'm your one I wanna be. Jimmy Star, new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Star. He'll dress you right.